We're on. We're on Daf Chafamid Aleph, four lines down. Yeah, Daf Chaf today, my friends. Amalei Rav Papa Labai. Rav Papa said to Abaye, "My Shnori Shinim Disrachesh Luhu Niso." How come when it came to earlier generations, they had miracles that occurred for them? My Anon, they had miracles, miracles, miraculous occurrences. My Anon, and what's different to us? That miracles don't occur for us. If it's because they learned Torah, right, more than us, hello, what happened by them? In the times of Rabbi Yehuda, all they learned were, was, was Seder Nezikin. And we learn all six storm of Mishnayis. So Avanda was starker than they were. Yeah, what else? Rabbi Yehuda Rav Yehuda was learning Uksin, right? Uksin is the last Mesechet in, in, uh, in the Seder Taharus. It's about stems, which stems are able to be uh, a Yad Letuma. Fine, that's beyond the scope it looks like from your faces. Yeah, stems of different plants, correct? It can be a, a Yad Letuma. Fine. So, what's, uh, what's it say in the Mishnah there? Ha'isha shekaveshes yarek, a lady who pickles an, uh, a vegetable bekdeira in a pot. Vamri lezisin shekavshin betarfeim. And some people say maybe it was olives that were pickled with their leaves still connected to them. The tohurim, right? So they learned up, right? Uh, what's it called? What's it called? They learned up Mishnayis Tiros. And Amr Havayis to Rav Shmuel kachazina hacha. And they would say that, Ram and Shmuel said, they said about this, the mission like that. The Anon, but us, we didn't just say over the Ra, the, the Machlekes Ram and Shmuel, right, when we learn Uksin, we would have 13 different Pshatim in each Mishnah. But Rav Yehuda, if you would take off one of his shoes as part of his, you know, being Mitzar himself in order to pray to Hashem, right, if they didn't have rain, Asimitra, the rain would come out right away. He didn't even have to start davening, he didn't have to take off his other shoe. Right away, boom, one shoe. The Anand and us, Kamitsar Nafshin, we're Mitsair ourselves, we sit in a fast and we're Mitsavech Katsavchinon, and we're screaming our heads off. We're less Demashkachbon, and Hashem doesn't answer us. So how come? I'm saying we're super stark. We learn all Shishis of Jemishnayis, we have 13 Pshotam and Uksin. And they, they learned the Zikin, they had one Pshat, basic Pshat, Rav Shmuel. What happened? So Amalei, so he responded as follows. The original guys, the back in the previous generations, they were Mr. Nefesh for Kedushas Hashem. And that's why, obviously, is a connection to the previous... Mr. Nefesh, they would give up themselves for Kedushas Hashem. And that's what we were talking, this is why it's a continuation from the previous Gemara. Yesterday we were discussing that what? Kavad Abriyas. Kavad Abriyas, but Kavad Abriyas doesn't right? So in Chil Hashem, no, you have to deal with it. You weren't climbing Bishuk. So you rip your shirt off, obviously. Right? You have, you have climb in your pants. I don't care if it's sewed in, it's not sewed in. You have wool pants and, uh, and uh, an elastic made out of linen. Done. Yeah? They they were Moser Nefesh, Vikrushis Hashem, and Anon Lemasin Nefshayna Kedushis Hashem. And we don't, we're not Moser Nefesh, Vikrushis Hashem. That's the difference. 
Moshe, you give up yourself. Yeah. You give up yourself. You go past your limits. Kiddush Hashem literally, you know, in halacha means that you give up your life. Right? Someone says, you know, do a little zara, bite the bullet. I'm bite the bullet, what? But it could also be, I'm tired and I don't want to learn, and it's 10 o'clock, and I could call it a quits for the night. And I sit and I plug away for another half an hour. Push it. It doesn't make a difference, right? That's what I say. It's a Gemara. If you thought you had to know every Pshat, and every Mahalach, and every Rishon, and every Acharon, it's about Mesir Snefesh. So the guy who chazes ten times, and he barely knows the Shach of Atariya, and the guy who chazes twice, but he knows everything, so who's, who's Hashem more interested in? It's a Gemara. The guy who's Mesir Snefesh. That's it. If you think it's a rabbi trying to comfort you, it's, it's, it's a Pashat Gemara. No discussion. Like this incident with Adabar Ava, this is a wild story. Yeah, what happened? He saw a Kutis. A Kutis, they write, they were a nation that converted. And she was wearing a Karbalta in the Shuk. The Karbalta, it's a Machlikis Rishinu, what the Karbalta was. Some say that it was a red, a red garment, which was not modest. Rashi says it was a chosh of a garment that was very outlandish. Other people say it was a, a garment, the Rashba maybe, I don't remember. But it said it was a garment, it was a garment that had, that had uh, shatnas in it, right? She was wearing a karbalta b'shuka and silver the Bas Yisraeli. He thought she was Jewish, even though she was a kutis. She thought she was Jewish. So what happened? Come call me noi. He went up to her in the middle of the shuk and ripped it off. <laughs> You can't wear this here. And now they found out after the fact that she wasn't Jewish. She wasn't Jewish. Awkward. Awkward. So they were, it's a complicated. They weren't Jewish originally, then they converted. What happened? But the Gemara Yavama says that they uprooted their conversion, whatever that means. There's a piece in a sefer called Metzis Ish that has a whole mahalach there to explain how that worked out. Yeah. What does mean? Revealed. It means it was revealed. The Igloi Milsa became a revealed the, in, the matter, the Kusasi, that she was actually not Jewish, she was a, Kuthi, a Kuthian. So Shaimua, they appraised the damages and the embarrassment Ba'arba Meyazuzi for 400 Zuz. Let's not forget that how much is a Ksubas Isha? It's 200 Zuz. 200 Zuz is how much you could live off for a year. The embarrassment and Ezekin were 400 Zuz. Steep. So Amrlay, so he said to this lady who he just paid off, Mashmeich, what do you call you, what do you call yourself? So Amrlay Muslim, she said, My name is Muslim. Muslim is like a language of Messiah, right? Two hundred. So Amrlah, right, Messiah is two hundred. So Amrlah, Muslim Muslim Al Bazuze Shavya. Muslim Muslim, it's like a joke. Muslim Muslim, it's like he's lamenting. Muslim Muslim. You were worth four hundred zoos, I would have done it again. I had to do it again. What? If I think a lady is wearing something in the shuk, she's wearing shatnas, rip it off. I wasn't shatnas, I'm willing to be made nefesh. 400 zuz. Rav Gidl used to sit by the entryway to the mikvah. Yeah? Now, there's a few stories here. He used to sit by the entryway to the mikvah. They said to him, 
He said, Some of the ladies are told the thing here, what are you doing? So he said, I'm relaying, so he responded to them, for no, I'm sorry, Hachitvilu, Hachitvilu. We tell him this is how you should be table, and this is how you should be table. So I'm really Rabban, and Rabban said to him, "Welcome, Mustafi, my mate, Tzahora, my dear friend. The ladies are going to the mikveh. Tell them how to be table. Don't you? Aren't you afraid of the Tzahora?" So I'm really who. So he responded to them, "Danyan Bapai, they seem to me, they appear before my face, kikaki chivri, like white geese." Meaning to say that he wasn't viewing them like ladies. It wasn't that he was uh, nothing for his Tzahora to be enticed by. That's what Giddel said about himself. Correct. Obviously, you have to know yourself. I'm not. I'm not Rav Giddel. I assume that you guys are also not Rav Giddel. But fine. Rav Yechonon Havi Rogil the Havi Kapuzo Yosef Besharet Tefila. Rav Yechonon used to sit by the Sharet Tefila at the gates of the entryway to the mikvah. Yeah. Now, that was something different. Amaki Salkin Ben Yisrael, he used to say when the, the girls come out from the mikvah, the, the girls, the married ladies come out from the mikvah, the osin mitvila, and they depart from, from dipping, mistaklin bi, they would look at me, and they'll have children when they're home with their husbands that are beautiful like me. <laughs> now Rashi learns it's going on pshuto, that he was yafas tayar, but obviously the Mafarshim speak out that the Yafa Toya, that the fact that they were beautiful is indicative of his inner beauty. And Avadde means that they would have righteous children, Tamidei Chachamim. That's Pashat, right? That obviously that attraction is built off of the relationship. And so therefore, in Kilo, the more you appreciate someone, the more you're attracted to them. And therefore, that was a Yochanan. He was Kilo. Yeah. I'm a little Bonan. We have others like, Rabbi Yochanan didn't have a beard. I have different things about Rabbi Yochanan. Like, went to the house with his sick friend and like, ate a leg come out of him and his friend was like, oh, I'm sad because he didn't die. Yes, correct. Oh, Say Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan's daughter, Rabbi Yochanan's sister, I'm sorry. All these things, Rabbi Yochanan. He is. I'm a little Rabbanan. The Rabbanan said to Rabbi Yechonon, Look, you must still be mad at me, Aren't you scared about the Eina Bisha? Aren't you scared for an Ein Hara? Everyone's, uh, if you, the whole world's going to be talking about your beauty, it's going to be an Ein Hara for you. So I'm going to to them, I'm coming from the, from the remnants, from the seed of, of Joseph, right? Joseph and the Technicolor dream code from Joseph, Yosef HaTzadik. That when it comes to the offspring, that's the word I was looking for, the offspring of Yosef Atzadik, there there's no Ein Hora. How do we know? Dichsiv ben Paras Yosef ben Aleayin. Because it says the son of Yosef, the son of the, of the, of the fruitful springs, well springs. Va'amri Rav when Rav Yabohu said on this Pasuk, Atiki Aleayin, don't say the well springs, Ela'uliayin, people who are above the eye. Meaning to say that Ein Hora didn't, wasn't relevant to them. It didn't, it didn't affect them. Now, why is that? A second shot, and then we'll get to why is that. Rabbi Yisib Rebchanina Amamihacha. Rabbi Yisib Rebchanina brought a different source. It says, They should be fruitful to the multitudes in the midst of the world. And now it's an interesting lesson. What does it mean, Vayidgu, to be fruitful? The same way, when it comes to the fish in the sea, the water covers them, it's mechasnalein, it covers them. 
And bad, uh, evil eyes can't rule over them. No one can see them, look at them badly. So too, the offspring of Yosef Tzadik, there's no concept of Ein Hara by him. Now, the third one's a Svaro. What's the Svaro? It's not a Pasuk that's sourcing it, it's a Svaro that's sourcing it. The eye that didn't want to get any kind of benefit, it didn't want to derive sustenance from that which wasn't his, right? He wouldn't even look at Ashes Patifar. The Midrash says that Ashes Patifar used to have Yusuf tied up and have his eyelids held open, and she used to walk in front of him to try to make him look at her so that she, he'd be seduced. And he still, he fought it. So the Ayn that didn't want to look at Ashes Patifar. Therefore, as a Mida Kenegid Mida, he was given a gift that the Ayn Hara, people who have a bit negative eye towards him, it doesn't affect him. So, therefore, Rav Yechanan wasn't worried about Ayn Hara because he's coming from the offspring of Yisaf at Tzadik, that Ayn Hara doesn't affect him. Yeah. Um, was he from, from an Asher we have to be from the Shevet from Yosef, the sons of Yosef. If you're, if you're Yedibi, Yehuda, Yosachar, Zulin. How did he know? How did he know that he was from the Zerah of Yosef? Yeah. Don't know. They were wiped out. That's always true. But we always, we have, we have the different Shvatim, different people knew they were from different Shvatim. That's what it sounds like in the case of Gidl. Rav Yechon, it sounds like he just sat there and the ladies would see him when they were leaving. Why was he sitting there? Like specifically Who? So they would look at him and then their children would become Tamil Chachamim. They would be beautiful like him. Yeah, beautiful meaning, I would assume it means a, it's, a spiritual, it's a spiritual beauty, not a uh, physical beauty. The physical beauty was indicative of something more internal. That's what I would assume. <laughs> Yeah. So now we have an interesting sugya that's coming up. This is a, a sugya that comes up, you know, if we're. Uh, it's a political. I don't know. It's political. It's, I'm saying it became political. I don't know why. It's it's a sugya about different people's roles of coming to mitzvahs. So the Mishnah says as follows: Noshim miktanim, ladies, servants. And people who aren't chayv in mitzvahs, they're ketanim. They're not, they're not either 12 in one day for a lady or 13 in one day for a man. So they're potter from kriyashim. And they're also exempt from tefillin. They're obligated in prayer. They're obligated in having a mezuzah on their house. They're obligated in an after blessing on the suda. So now the Gemara is going to go and discuss the reason why they're either exempt or liable for each one of these mitzvahs that were enumerated in the Mishnah. So it says the Holy Gemara, Kriyashma Pshita. Obviously, women, Nashim Avadim Gitanim, Avadim Gitanim, Avadim for sure, have the same dinim as ladies, right? That they only chayiv in mitzvahs essay Shazman Grama. Says the Gemara, Kriyashma Pshita, mitzvahs essay Shazman Grama. Obviously, they're not obligated. It's a time-bound mitzvah. We call mitzvahs eseishas man grama nashim turis, and all time-bound mitzvahs women are exempt from. Therefore, why does the Mishnah have to say it? Ma'u detema. What might you think? Hoyil ve'ispul malchus shemayim. Maybe you think kriyashma is an exception. Why? Because aside from the fact that it's a mitzvah which has to be, you have to make a recitation 
during a certain time period, during the first three hours of the day. But coupled with that is an acceptance of the yoke of heaven. And therefore, therefore, even if you miss Zman Kriyashma, there's still a concept, there's still a, could be a chiv of saying the, the Pasuk of Kriyashma as an acceptance of the yoke of heaven. The Mishabu brings this down already. Therefore, and maybe that application is relevant to women as well. Kamash Malon, that since the chiv is predominantly a recitation, and therefore that recitation is bound by time, therefore women are exempt from it. We see this is manifest also as a shaila on Tishabov. Tishabov, we know that we don't wear twillin Tishabov in the morning, right? We don't wear twillin. Therefore, the Mishabura has a discussion what happens by Mincha when you put twillin on. We know there's a concept also, we've talked about this together, that you can't be made a Sheker, that when you're wearing tefillin, you're wearing tzitzis, you have to you have an obligation to wear them when you're saying Krishma, right? Because if we're saying the parsha of Talis and tzitzis, and Vayomer, and we're saying, and the parsha is a Krishma, so if you don't, you're not wearing them when you say that, it's like you're giving false testimony, you're being made a Sheker. Eh? Krishma Lamita. is something different. This is talking about because it's not mantfilin. But if it's mantfilin, where you could be making the mitzvah and you're not doing it, you're giving false testimony. Therefore, therefore, what the Mishabura discusses on Tisha B'av, what happens when you put tefillin on by mincha? So you say Krishna again. I want you to say again. It's not. Uh, it's after it's manal. Pshat is because the concept of kabbalah is so The the Mishabura says you shouldn't do it at the end of the day because in as much as is a prohibition of Talmud Torah. And there's other ways to accept the yoke of heaven. And you had certain way you already did accept the yoke of heaven in the morning. You just didn't wear tefillin. Though the benefit of doing it with tefillin on that you don't have. That doesn't allow you to. That still constitutes Talmud Torah that you're not allowed to do since it's not being makayim a separate mitzvah. But you see to the extent that the Pesachim took this idea, this concept. Yeah. Um, why don't we wear tefillin on Tishrei morning? It's part of the avilus. The, the, the way that the Pesach can speak it out, it's like a Mesa Motul of the same way in Inu doesn't become mitzvah, so we also don't become mitzvah, so we cry. But we die. And that's going to have its... It's like a... Yeah. Right. Yeah, whatever that is. It's also called Pe'er. Mitzvah Tefillin is called Pe'er. Oh, yeah, it's like... That's a splendor. And when Avilis, we don't have that. Yeah. The Quranics wear Tefillin... The Quranics that wear Tefillin all day, they don't wear the Quran. I would assume not. Correct. So it says the Holy Gemara of Aita, yeah, Umina Tefillin, they're exempt from Tefillin. Pshita, obviously they're exempt from Tefillin. Now why is it Pshita they're exempt from Tefillin, my friends? There's one Groma, there's one Groma, right? So Pshita, Maudetema, Hoyuvi Iskis the Mezuzah, right? Since they're connected to Mezuzah, because we know that they're in the same uh, Parsha, it says Ukshartem Uksavtem, right, they're juxtaposed, Ukshartem Uksavtem, so the same way. That maybe they're chayiv in ksiva, they're also chayiv in kshiro, kamash malon, that we still view it as a mitzvah, as a mangrama and a potter. But the chayiv in bitfilah, this is contrary to popular belief, I don't know why people think this. Women are obligated in prayer. Now it could be the nature of obligation is different than men. It could be the Mishabru learns that women are chayiv in davening, even shachris, shachris amincha. Two times a day, shachris amincha. Wild. Mayrev, Mayrev, they hold the same way that it was a rishus for men, but men were makabla on themselves like a chayva, women were makabla on themselves like a chayva. The Mishabru goes that what? That it was a chayv shachas and mincha. The minigal ilum, it seems to me in Europe, was that women only daven shachras, unless you were like, 
like a Rebetzin. The Rebetzin is the Fruma, they dive in Mincha also, but the Pashtis, I'm saying that even though they buy for sure by the Chesidim, that the women dive in Shachas, that was it. But uh, the Mishnah brings it already. Minat Fila, Chayven Betfila, Derach Mininu, because they're mercy, right? There's their supplications. Maud Atima, what when I think? Since it says regarding prayer, it denotes three different time periods to pray in. That would make it tantamount to a time-bound mitzvah, and therefore, and therefore what? And therefore, women would be obligated. Kamash malon. They be patra. I'm sorry. Kamash malon. That it's not. Now this is a big discussion. We'll see if we have time for this. There's a lot to talk about here. By is it on a derisa level or the rabbanan level that this obligation is discussing? For tefillah, uh, according so right. According this is this is an interesting machlekes. The Rambam holds that prayer as a mitzvah derisa. The Ramban Pashtas doesn't. The Megillus Esther disagrees. The Archa Shulchan is a whole piece over here that uh, that even the Ramban agrees that it's a mitzvah derisa. It's a mitzvah klaliyus, not a mitzvah protest, Whatever that means, he compares it to the Chutah Sidra. There's a piece about this in the in the Mitzvah Ish in the Sefer Mitzvah Ish in the Hakdam, I think, could be. I don't know. Uh, some random guy. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is pretty good, I think. Ein Shalom. So now says the Gemara as follows. Yeah. You're allowed to smile when I do things like that. Huh? Yeah, I said you're allowed to smile when I do things like that. Now a mezuzah, mezuzah Obviously, why would I think they're exempt? Since there's a hekish from mezuzah to Talmud Torah, right? It says, And afterwards it says, Right? So I might think the same way they're potter from Talmud Torah. So they're potter also from mezuzah. That's not true that the hekish doesn't, the hekish doesn't go ahead and exempt you from mezuzah. Why are women potter Talmud Torah? Why is that mitzvah a sitting ground? I mean, there's, like, there's like no all the women are constant. Yeah, that's not because it's a mitzvah. It's a grama. It's, oh, it's a pasuk. Yeah, yeah. You should teach your, your sons after you. That's a drasha. Yeah, it's a grama kedushin. So as far as not because it's one It's a pasuk. ladies are exempt. I mean, the chayiv. I'm sorry. It's obvious. Mahu the tema. What I think. Since it says betes Hashem lechem be'erev basar. Le'echel, since it says that Hashem will give you meat to eat at night, then they'll give you bread in the morning for satiation, the benching only becomes time-bound, that it's just an orcha milsa. it's telling you when a person normally eats, but it's not saying that's the only time and therefore it's not time-bound and women are obligated. Someone did this two years ago, and they tried to say, weak, this and that, I'm amish, I'm amish, Wait, ask Simcha. Ask Simcha what happened in a chayvul when he started saying as far as a morayim a week. No, and we asked. Ah. Uh, that's that's oh, that's much better, much better. Amar Amar of Adavar Ava. Amar of Adavar Ava. X, I know you did. I know you did. Adavar Ava says as follows: Nashim chayovis bekidush hayoyim davatayra. Women are obligated in Kiddush Midaraisa. We know there's a mitzvah Daraisa of Kiddush, Midarabalan Yachayim in Kiddush Alakus. But Kiddush is a Chiv Daraisa. Am I why they are obligated? It's a mitzvah Sri Sangrama. 
who obviously it's a time-bound mitzvah. It's a kiddush ayim. It's only a mitzvah which applies on a specific day. So it's the most time-bound it could be. And if all time-bound mitzvahs, women are exempt. So why are they chayvin kiddush ayim? Rabbi responds, The whole obligation is only rabbinic. In a chanami, midir aisa the pater, it's time-bound. Rabbi, the chiv is midir rabbanan. Rabbi responds, it's not true. First of all, we're we'll talking on a derisive level. And furthermore, What's, what happened now? You're making up a new rule? Every mitzvah Where did that come from? Obviously, that's not true. responded, The Torah says, Right? It says you have to remember and you have to guard. Anyone who's chayv in the mitzvah essay of Shabbos, I'm saying the mitzvah leis essay of Shabbos, yishnu b'schiro, and they're obligated also in the mitzvah essay v'hani nashi. When it comes to ladies, hol v'snayu b'shmira, since they're chayv and shmira Shabbos, they can't do the malachas, they can't do the prohibitions of Shabbos. Therefore, that's nisnayu b'schiro. It obligates them in the zechira of Shabbos and meila they're chayv in the kiddush as well. Is there any other case where um, a woman or, or people are pottered directly? They were a kind of like the kind of like every, every cotton in the world. No, but they're potter, they're potter, they're cotton, cotton, every, every case of cotton, every case of cotton, 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 every case of cotton, 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 it's not so far-fetched, it's wrong, right? It's rejected by Rabbah. Rabbi is far as not... Yeah. It's, it's the, not Rashi, far one second, yeah. Rashi, Rashi says, Rashi is a Chayyab and Bitfilah, it's Midir Rabbanan. Rashi himself here says it, not just the uh, the, I thought you can only use the drasha on like one thing once. What's the drasha? Just using twice? Don't we already use the for like, so Correct. And I was saying that since they're obligated in one, they're obligated in the other. You can't oh, disconnect so the two. It's not two separate drashas. It's not two. It's kilo. Correct. Correct. And what about the Musaf? What's Musaf? Well, we have to say Musaf. It's a Rebbe Mishabruah brings down women can't say it's not uh, it's there it's not Rachmi right that's your question that's a discussion I think it would be Gagar the Potter that's why it's a Suffolk if you have a Suffolk a lady says Suffolk what they said Amand no Mishabruah talks about it that's what I have in my head I'm a little Ravina the Rabbal the Ravina said the Rabbal Nashim Bebirkas Hamazan Deraisim Deravalan women when they bench the obligation is rabbinic, biblical or rabbinic the Maynaf Kamina, what's the practical difference whether it's the Raisa de Rabbanon? So the Gemara says that Fuki Rabbi Midechlevasan. Can they discharge other people of their obligations, right? You have a bunch of men, they're obligated to meet the Raisa. So can the lady bench my Shalashidis and be made see all the men? Yeah? If you say that they're obligated to meet the Raisa on a biblical level, then someone who's obligated on a biblical level can exempt someone else. You can discharge someone else on obligation if they have a deraisa chiv. But if you say it's only rabbinic, it makes them tantamount to not being obligated on a deraisa level. And if they're not obligated, then they can't discharge 
the masses of their obligation. So my, what's the din? They're obligated midaraisa midarabonon. So Tashma, come in here. Be'emes, really the truth is, Amru, they said, Ben mevorich la'oviv, a son could bench for his father, the Eved mevorich la'rabai, and a servant could bench for his master, the Isha mevoreches the bailah, and a wife could bench for her husband. Aval Amru chachomim, but the sages said, Tovul me'ir la'odam, a curse, a me'ir is a curse, a curse should come on a man, she'ishtu u'bonav mevarchenai, that his wife and his children make a bracha for him. Right? He's flipping uh, the proper structure, family structure on its head. So, so if you're going to say that the lady's obligation to bench is on a deraisa level, then we can understand how the lady could come ahead and bench for her husband because she's a chay, she's chay midaraisa. The husband's chay midaraisa, And now they're on equal footing in regards to the chiv. But if you say that the lady is only obligated in benching on a rabbinic level, a lady who's only chayiv midarabonin could go ahead and discharge a man who's chayiv midaraisa. Challenges the Gemara. That's a fan question about the taimich, but let's look back at what was said in the braisa. According to your reasoning, cotton bar chiyuvuhu? There's a, there's a sad to say that a cotton is chayiv midaraisa? For sure not. The cotton's chayiv in birkas hamazon is only rabbinic. He's chayiv midin chinuch, but he's not chayiv on a biblical level. So what must the Braisa be discussing? What circumstance? It must be, we know, that Klai Yisrael were makabal on themselves to bench even on a, a kezayas. So even though midaraisa were only chayiv v'chalta v'savata, and when you're satiated, that's when you're chayiv to bench on a deraisa level. Chaza, the, the Klai Yisrael were makabal on themselves that even if they ate a kezayas, they would bench on a rabbinic level. So it must be that if we're entertaining that a cotton could bench for his father, so then it must be that the father didn't eat till he satiated. He really satiated. It must be just he ate a shear. He ate more than a kazayas, but wasn't satiated. So so too. It's the same case with the wife. The wife's only chayim midarabanan, but the chay, the man here is only chayim. He he's only chayim midarabanan since it's talking about particularly a case where you didn't eat till you satiated and ate only in a kazayas. Yeah. Dorish... Rebbe Viro. So made a drush as follows. Zimnin And some say it wasn't Rebbe it was Rebbe Ami. I'm saying Rebbe made this drush. Zimnin Sometimes Rebbe said in the name of Ami. And sometimes he said in the name of Asi. The angels in heaven said in front of Hashem, Master of the world. It's written in your Torah. That a person, that Hashem doesn't show it, shine his countenance upon anyone, he doesn't favor anyone, and he doesn't take bribery. But yet you, you shine your countenance upon Klai Yisrael, you lift the right, you turn out your cheek sometimes. That Hashem turns his countenance towards Klai Yisrael. So how could it be? So Amr Lehem, so Hashem responded to the Malachi Ashores, Vichilay Esa Fonim the Israel, how could I not shine my countenance upon them? How could I not favor them? Shaksati the Hembatoro, because I, Hashem, wrote in the Torah for Klai Yisrael, the Echalta Visavata Beirachto as Hashem, Elikecho. I wrote that you shall eat and you should be satiated, and only then you should bless Hashem your God. Vehim Medaktik and Nala Atzman, and they were particular about themselves, Ad Kazayis, Vad Kibetzal. 
that even if they eat a kazayas, even if they eat just a kabeza, they would still bench. And therefore, the fact that they were so particular about the filling mitzvah Hashem, that was a reason why Hashem, Mida Kaneged Mida, should act if Nimish Rosadin within Klai, for Klai Yisrael. Yeah. Why do they have uh, both Kazayas and Kabeza? So there, Rashi brings, it's Machlik, it's a Meir Rabbi Huda, later on. Yeah, at Kamim Mizamnin. There's an interesting discussion over here what this means, why right? that's relevant to this discussion. That's beyond our scope. But this is a good morning welcome for first Seder. Yeah? Good morning welcome. Um, we have two Marimakimis now for first Seder in the, in the Bikiyas. The first one was that we called Mizamnin Birka Samazan. Rashi referred to Mizamnin earlier on as Birka Samazan. In Mizamnin, when it's Mesa Mutu the Fanav, Rashi called that Birka Samazan. This is second Marimakim. This is really very, very, very relevant. I learned Pshatna Rashi and the Mishnah. Fine. Says the Holy Gemara, says the Holy Mishnah, right? We're flying. Balkari, we know if someone has a seminal emission, right? So that person becomes Tame, right? He has to go to the mikvah, and only by nighttime, after he went to the mikvah, there's something called Arab Shemesh, and becomes Tahar. Yeah? Hey? Kohanim, correct, correct, correct. Now here, here's a different din. Here is a din called Tekanas Ezra. Tekanas Ezra was a din that any time a person had a seminal mission, so he had to go to the mikvah before he could learn Torah, before he could daven even. There was a few, they're all brought in Babakama in the end of Perak Merubah, right, the end of the seventh Perak of, the end of the seventh Perak of Babakama. So here, this is one of them. So now, we have a bulk carry, and he didn't go to the mikveh yet. So what should he do? Maher belibli, he should think about the words of Kriyashma, right, but he shouldn't say them, he should only think about them. And he shouldn't make a blessing before and afterwards. And if he ate food, so what should he do? He should make a blessing afterwards. But he shouldn't make a bracha rishayna. Rabbi Yehuda says, he disagrees. They say he should bless before and afterwards. And the Gemara discuss what Rabbi Yehuda is referring to. When it says what? Correct, it's talking about Krishna. You think about Krishna in your head. Where the Gemara is about to discuss it. There's going to be a machlik in the Gemara. So you should say Shabbat, you should say bench, you should bench. Correct. Correct. Okay, so we were in Chicago there. So what does that mean for like, oh, it's the Gemara. When the times that they did have it, it was Mivat till afterwards, because it's Zeyosh Eina Tzibar Yechalam Adba. But it did exist. I thought it was like it came out. Uh-uh. Well, right afterwards, but no one talks about the mikvah. Who talks about the mikvah? He didn't go yet. That's why he can't. That's why he can't speak. What do you mean? Did he go to the mikvah yet? If he went, no. I don't think so. Rashi is before not like that. We talk about. It, I'm saying I'm not. Okay, we're talking about this one. This, this at least is how Rashi learns. So it says the Gemara, Amr Ravina. Shah, Amr Ravina. 
Zeus this teaches us, this din of the Mishnah teaches us, that he heard Kadibur Dami. That if a person yeah. thinks of something, it's tantamount to have his, if he spoke it. Slow, 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 guys. The Gemara's, the guys, guys, slow, slow, obviously not, right? Obviously. Now, because, you, again, I don't know what you say that the Isser, Lashon Hara is, it's the Selech Rachil, right? You're learning with the Rechaim, no? The Rogel Lashon, yeah? Achilles. Amir Ravina, Zeus, Ameris, Hiro, Kadibur, Domi. That here is Kadibur, that it's thought is tantamount to speech. Why? Because you're thinking Kriya Shema Bismano. Why are you thinking it? It must be that you're, it's, it's tantamount to reciting it and you're fulfilling a mitzvah. Because you would think that thought is not tantamount to speech, at least regarding the mitzvah of Kriyashma, then Lama Mahaher, why in the world is he thinking? What are you trying to accomplish with his thought? So it must be that thoughts tantamount to speech. Ella, my, rather, what are you going to say then? Hear her Kadibur dummy. If hear her, if thought is tantamount to speech, then you need to be so he should go ahead and he should speak it out. Why isn't he speaking out? What's the advantage of 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 what of just thinking it? So answer the Gemara. It's like we found in Har Sinai. Rashi speaks out that by Har Sinai we know that husbands had to separate with their wives, and because of this separation that husbands had their wives, that was the basis through which Ezra made uh, his takana. That what that they should only be isik b'tara b'tahara. Now, that being said, that was something which was, I assume, that what? It was something which was a certain... It's not called the being usik, if it's just in your thought. It's not something which is you being active in. And therefore, when it's bedibor, it's okay. When it's sorry, when it's b'machshava, that's okay. That's what it sounds like, yeah. So we're going to have a, it's going to be a machlikas. Rav Chista Amar, and Rav Chista disagrees with Ravina. Rav Chista says, I'm going to hear a love Kadibar Dami. Obviously, thought is not tantamount to speech. Why? Because if you're going to think that thought is tantamount to speech, so you should speak it out. Aye, so he can't speak it out. So it must be here, or it's different. Elamai. So what are you going to say then? If that's true, here, lav dummy. If your thoughts not tantamount to speech, lama maharher. So what's he doing thinking about it? So I'm Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Elazar had an answer to this. Kadeshli yukula ilam uiskin bo v'uyeshiv a bottle. We don't want that the whole world's accepting upon themselves the yoke of heaven, and he's sitting like uh, doing nothing. So in order so that he's not sitting doing nothing, when everyone else is being kabbalah malchushemayim, he should at least think about it. Ah, it's not a kiyum of the mitzvah. But at least you're not sitting doing nothing while everyone else is accepting upon the yoke of heaven. Huh? Well, you're saying that if you're in the middle of tefillah and you're not up to midim derabanan, so if you hear the tzibur is there, you should bow even if you're not saying it. So it doesn't look like. Good. Good. Is that where it's from? I don't think so, but I hear the idea. I hear. I hear. I thought it was like black and white. Yeah, that's where it's from. <laughs> I hear the concept. I, what? It wasn't like a stipulation. That's what it says in Halacha 24-7. It's here, Kedibor. It's here, Lav Kedibor. And that's why you say, Moedim. 
Huh? No, it's like you don't want everyone else is gonna be like thinking about like thanking Hashem, and you're just gonna be sitting there like. You want you to, you're saying you're saying you don't want someone else to be mid to you to give thanks to Hashem. You want to do it yourself. I've seen this before. I'm not. I'm not. You're doing it. You're just doing it. You don't alone want to be in the whole cloud. You don't want. You want. You don't want someone else to be mid to you with your hada. You want to give your hada also. Which point? I'm not sure which point so you guys are trying to address. You're, you're saying what? Which point? Which which point doesn't look good? The fact that he's doing it alone. Who's doing what alone? Doing doing by himself. And you're so, standing there doing nothing. And you're standing there doing nothing. Well, my question is, why is everybody not? I don't know, but show me this. I this is not like something I thought of. So that's why. I'll show it to you. Right? I have a good handle on what I'm saying. Excellent, Jaffe. I'm going to be a lazar. Rebbe says, you're welcome. The whole world shouldn't be busy with it. He's not involved. So, very good. Everyone else is shtagging. Let him. Why does he have to do Kriya Shema? Just let him learn anything. I'm a Rav Adabar Ava. Rav Adabar Ava said, no, he can't just start learning anything else. He has to be involved in something that everyone else is shtanking in. Yes, the Gemara but we see that precedent's not true because we have a circumstance by Tfila where everyone's involved in Vitznan and it was taught in the Mishnah. If he was in the middle of his prayers, Meniskus Shubalkeri, and he remembers that he's tummy because he had a seminal mission. Lo Yavsik, he shouldn't stop in the middle of prayers. He shouldn't say, okay, I'm done praying now. Eli Katsar, rather he should abridge the tefillah in order to make it go quicker. So says the Gemara, Taim the reason why he doesn't stop totally, he just abbreviates it, is because he started already. But but if he didn't start already, Lo then he shouldn't start. So it's clear from the Mishnah then that even if the whole tzibur is Isaac and tefillah, then nonetheless he shouldn't be involved in it. So he answers the Gemara, no, that's not a proof. Why? Because shiny tefillah, tefillah is different than Kriyashma. Why? Because when it comes to tefillah, there's no malchus shemayim. So we don't care if he's not involved in it when the tzibur is involved in it. But Kriyashma, which has malchus shemayim, if the whole tzibur is involved in that, we want him also to be involved in it as well. Yes, the Gemara, when it comes to Birkas HaMazon, after you ate, there there's no acceptance of the yoke of heaven. And it was taught in our Mishnah that you should bench after you eat bread. And you shouldn't, uh, and you shouldn't what? You don't make a bracha rishayna. So we see that the reason why Balkari is doing it isn't dependent on the fact that there's no Malchus Shemayim because because he's chayiv in, in Birchus HaMazan. Ella, so now we're going to retract. A new answer. Kriya Shema Birchus HaMazan, the The reason why he's involved in Kriya Shema and Birchus HaMazan is because those are Torah obligations. And Takanas Ezra didn't uproot, it didn't deraisa. But Tefillah de Rabbanah. But when it comes to Tefillah, that's only rabbinic. And therefore, Tefillah Ezra uprooted the din of Tefillah. That's clean. That's clean. Yeah. Why do you, but why, why do you like to verbalize during Amazon, not Shema? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe by bracha, by bracha you have to speak it out. Maybe there's a Havamina by recitation. You don't. Will we only say her Kadiba recitation? I don't know. Also, what's the Havamina like not speaking out that somebody else will hear? Or like if you're alone and there's nobody there to hear you, you 
could also speak out like no, no, no. You can't speak it out. Krishna, you can't speak it out. We don't want him involved in... Everyone's involved in it right now, right? So even if he's by himself, we also want him involved in it. Not because it looks funny, because we want everyone to be involved in the acceptance of heaven at the same time. No, it's it's different forms of speech. So sometimes your thoughts can be tantamount to speech. That's the discussion here. Their listening is tantamount as if you expressed it. There's a question what that means over there. It's a machlekes between the Chaznis and the Beis Alevi. Beis Alevi says it. I don't know if that's what the Beis Alevi really meant, but the Beis Alevi maybe if they go the Pashup Shan the Beis Alevi, so then listening is a form of speech. And the Chaznish wouldn't say that. The Chaznish would say that listening is a way of piggybacking on his kiyim. That you you mishtatif in his kiyim when you listen to it. Is this, um, it's not a form of... What's the halacha? Mahar Kadiba? I think we don't pass in Mahar Kadiba. I think we don't be pass in Mahar Kadiba. So otherwise they just don't yeah. say anything. Correct. Okay. <laughs>